Hey there, I'm Tatsu. And I'm Jeff. And this is Button Downs and Basketball Shorts. Where we buck the fear-based narrative and explore topics in a fun and unique way. All in service of personal growth. Welcome to Button Downs and Basketball Shorts. I am your co-host, Tatsu. And I'm Jeff. And what do we got today, Jeff? What are we talking about? Motivation. Motivation, man. Yeah, man. When you think about motivation, what comes to mind? Man, probably first thing is sports, like Rocky movies and things of that nature. Um, Things I used to look at um, to motivate myself from a physical standpoint. Um, That's the first thing that comes into my mind. Yeah, maybe some music too. Um, I can remember like watching the NBA playoffs and they would always pick some kind of hype song to go with their commercials mm-hmm. to motivate you to get in the mode of playoffs and excitement, right? Um, NFL does that with like theme songs. So probably sports and music, um, probably the first thing. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, same. Same. Um, sports and music both as well and one thing that i noticed what i what i thought of just now is i remember there was a period in back in 2009 2010 when i when i had ruptured both achilles and i was recovering there was this sense of like i was on youtube a lot because i was just a lot of downtime and flipping from like these hip hop dance videos to personal growth thought leaders to um, like art and this and that, you know, and I was definitely looking for something, Mm. you know, I was looking for inspiration. I was looking for motivation. I didn't, I just didn't feel like I had it inside of me as much. Like I didn't have like more of a, like a bigger drive, you know? So I was looking outside and these things were like, hyping me up but then it would kind of fade away you know give me a little boost little 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 burst of of, of you know of, of motivation or inspiration you know and i remember writing it down It'll probably have it on a spreadsheet somewhere like what motivates me or what inspires me and i have all the list of all these things right actually that'd be interesting to, to take a look at that i haven't seen that in like what over 10 years um but when I look back and tie that to my past sports and, and music growing up, um, I think at that time when I was younger, I didn't even really know that I was looking. I didn't really deeply feel that I was searching for something, but it lit me up. You know, when a coach lit a fire under my butt, you know, um, it lit me up. You know, whether whether it was like a, like an inspirational talk or like getting on me because he saw that I could do better, you know, when I was down on myself or something, you know? So yeah, I noticed, I noticed tying uh, motivation, my relationship to motivation and what motivated me in the past to um, how I relate to it now. And there, I think there, I, I always was looking for something outside of myself, you know, because I did want, I think I always wanted to live more passionately, 
there was that sense. I just didn't know it as much when I was a kid, you know. Um, but now, so it's it's it is different. Yeah, I mean, I think, and as a kid, I don't, I don't actually remember like consciously knowing that motivation was like inside. It was always like, yeah, some external thing. Um, yeah, I don't know if that was just like when we grew up, or that's like all kids. I'm trying mm -hmm. to think. I don't even know if I don't even know if my kids like get motivated or how they get mm -hmm. motivated. Um, I know music for sure for my daughter, but I don't, I don't actually know if like they're at the age to consciously like put on this song to get motivated for this thing. I don't know if they're there yet. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, it was always external. It was always, and, you know, I remember like watching music videos and like, there was very much like a materialistic wave of motivation, mm -hmm. the car, the clothes, the luxurious lifestyle. Um, and then, you know, if you're working out, like everyone was wearing, like, I mean, we had like Walkmans and then Discmans mm -hmm. and then, you know, iPods. Right. So like a lot of that, I think at least was advertised to like motivate you to work out or through your workout. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't know if I see that as much. Cause I see like, like younger people always having, an iPod in or some kind of headset in. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if it's for motivation though. Mm -hmm. I think it, right. it may be more informational or uh, maybe just the lack of silence. Um, but I remember like we would all like, you'd always be working out with music, mm -hmm. you know, and you'd have like a mix, you know, we'd, we'd make mixtapes for certain things. Right. So um Motivation definitely seemed at minimum to need external stuff along with some kind of desire. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like speaking of working out, I remember seeing a video from one of these, I, I forgot his name, is a CrossFitter a long time ago. And they're, they're doing like a little interview on him. This was like, like, I don't know, maybe 15 years ago or something. But he was like, I don't work out with any music. He's like, because I don't want to become dependent on the music. When I'm in, you know, if I'm if I'm always listening to music, then when I don't have it, I may not perform as as high as I normally would or something like that. Right. So I'm like, oh, that's interesting. You know, because I, I usually always did work out with music up to that point. Yeah. And then I start and then I started like working out without music as well as working out with like calming talks of like like spiritual leaders and stuff <laughs> you know <laughs> i'd be working out and and listening to the opposite of that energy you know what i mean yeah it still worked you know i got it done i got right. it right you know yeah and like i'm curious you know when you look back when you were a little bit younger like what motivated you then and what motivates you now It was, there were, there were like two types of motivation that I remember. One is the inspirational pull type of motivation. And like, oh man, this guy did this, like, oh, watching Magic Johnson play or Michael Jordan play. And like that motivated me, motivated me to go out and practice. 
for example, right? That was the inspirational pull type of motivation. And then there's the there's the other like motivation, like my high school basketball coach would be getting on me because I'm not pushing myself or something. So there's like a bit of like like almost like an angry energy coming, you know, being yelled at. Mm. Right. So there's and I took that kind of a negative in a negative way. It's like a negative energy in a sense. Right. Not that he was like trying to like, you know, diminish me or anything, but there was more of like an angry energy versus the the inspirational pull. Um and now I see I see both coming from within myself more so than I've 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 done enough work in myself to know that whatever it is out there is not the 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 ultimate driving force of my life because it's it's just never ending it's it's always going to continue to be me depending on something outside of me so whatever it is inside it it happens both like there is sometimes I'm like come on you know I use some curse words and like get on it at the same time I like to lean into the more inspirational uh, pull uh, intrinsic motivation um, but it's it's definitely more centered within myself than looking outside for it although like you know just experiencing life watching sports events and listening to music and, and all that 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 hypes me up but definitely motivates me too but I, I would say if there was any kind of ratio, it's definitely heavier within myself than uh, than outside. And it was flipped when I was younger. How about you, man? Yeah, I'm not, you know, I don't know. I mean, I definitely cared what coaches thought. And, you know, there's definitely some validation that I would get from them. Yeah. But with like tennis, like versus basketball, when I played basketball, it was very much the coach. And I think that's what turned me off ultimately mm. and like leaned me more towards tennis because tennis, it was like pretty obvious, right? Like you either won or you lost and you know if you played well or not. Um, so there's always been this drive to be the best. And, and obviously like it would be relative, right? Like the best amongst who I was competing with. So even now, if, like we go play basketball, you know, we'll play basketball. I want to be the best on the court, but I want to be like, not better be the best I can be. And then if I do that, I believe I'll be the best on the court. So like, it's very much individual. Like I don't necessarily care what other people are doing, but I want to be the best. Um, so I think for me that there's like, a, there's a high standard internally and then externally, it gets proven based on how I do. Um, whether that's business, whether that's relationships, and I'm getting feedback, right? Always getting feedback or businesses, um, different types of businesses, different kind of projects, right? Um, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, so I think it's just been a natural extension of that. Um and I still receive feedback externally. I don't. I don't think I. I don't think I hold it as uh, in high as high regard. Um, and even on the good side, like when I get good feedback, I think I might dismiss it quicker. You know, if I don't agree with it, 
Um, so it's still that high standard and high um, drive to be the best version of myself, um, which sometimes can be a negative. You know, if you're striving to be the best version of yourself, and by the way, I don't mean perfection because I've, I've always fallen short of that. But if I if I nitpick some of the mistakes and look at that as not being the best, that's where it can be troublesome for me. I do believe you can be the best and make mistakes. Um, but I think that's where it gets a little dicey. So many distractions these days, it may be challenging to stay focused and committed to living with intention. Good habits are more critical than ever before. Check out Winning Habits by Jeff Miller. A former tennis pro and top tier life and business coach, Jeff shares priceless experience and wisdom. Check it out on amazon.com. Um, so I get motivated by the process that creates the results I want. Mm -hmm. If I just got the results, I probably wouldn't enjoy it that much. Mm -hmm. uh, and if I was just in process and didn't create anything, I wouldn't enjoy that as much either. I think it's mm -hmm. both. I think it's the, the thing. I pick external things that I know I can only achieve through a challenging process what what motivates you intrinsically the most hmm. um probably some version of like effort you know like yeah there's certain materialistic things or metrics or goals that I have that would be symbolic of that. But behind those things, it's, I'm only going to get those things if I keep showing up and giving my best consistent effort. And if I'm able to bounce back from the days I don't, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I'll be lying to you if I told you every day I give my best consistent effort. I don't sometimes. So I think for me, it's like, hey, am I being consistent? Am I Am I like showing up every day? Am I making adjustments? So for me, it's, can I be in process while working towards like worthwhile goals and dreams and still moving forward? So I don't know if I answered that question, but sometimes I'll fool myself to, you know, want that thing, whatever that thing is, but really behind that thing, it's that process. It's the showing up. It's the making the tweaks. It's the like continuing to you know claw back. So, so you said you said effort, and I'm I'm hearing the process of becoming the best version of yourself, constantly. Mm -hmm. Right, while failing consistently. <laughs> like I don't know if a day goes by where it's like, yeah, I crushed that day, hundred percent mm -hmm. crushed that day. <laughs> there mm -hmm. is not anything I could have done better. Like I don't know if I have any days like that. Mm -hmm. So that's a good thing in my opinion, because I look for that room of improvement and then I try to take that with me the next day. Not to beat myself up, which at times I will want to do, but to actually like strive to be the best version. Like I'm never gonna arrive there. I'm never mm -hmm. I'm the best. Right. I'm gonna just take the rest of this year off. And you just disappear into the ether. I've made it. <laughs> right. So I think that's probably it. And then I pick different vehicles and I would, 
quote unquote silly things, right? Like whether it's golf or uh, old guys basketball or gym stuff, like those things don't actually matter. Um, I know that, but they're a little like ticks and metrics along the way. Hey, I could do this now and I couldn't do that before. That only happened because I practiced things and I got uncomfortable or I tried new things or I went back when I didn't want to. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, that's the thing where if I can remember that, you know, in midweek or mid-month, like I think that would help. You know, sometimes we get discouraged if we didn't do X, but then if we look at like, okay, but like look where you were at the beginning. I think that's that's that like the growth, the process, striving to be better. I think that's what intrinsically motivates me the most. And and why continue to strive to be the best version of yourself? I I don't think there's any other way I would strive. I would get bored. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for me, complacency is death. So I think, you know, high level contentment's okay, right? Because you can still have growth within that. But complacency and resting on your laurels, that just never agreed with me. Mm-hmm. Um, so the only way I know to play a fun, proactive game is being my best. That's being my best with other people, being my best with myself, and then setting up little ticks and metrics along the way to show that I'm doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like it doesn't have to be sports. doesn't have to be anything physical. It could be relational. It's like, Hey, am I more patient with this person? Am I more empathetic in this conversation than I was a few months ago? Um, you know, those are the things, I mean, they're a little bit more challenging to quantify, but those are super important to me. Mm-hmm. Because I also want to be more well-rounded. Um, mm. And again, a lot of the physical stuff comes natural, right? A little bit easier for me. Um, the other stuff, not as much. Mm-hmm. So keeping an eye on those things. Mm. Yeah. So sim- symbolically, death. If you don't continue to move through the process of reaching your highest potential, death. Right? Mm-hmm. I, th- I think I think this is important for our listeners to hear the layers that go into motivation because it's not just about hearing something and then just trying to get that thing. There's there's so many layers that are involved with this. And until we get to the root of our own intrinsic motivations, we're not gonna we're not gonna light that fire within ourselves. You know, we're not gonna be able to do that because we're gonna be you know, running on other people, other other people's intrinsic motivations. And we're thinking that that's ours, but that's that's not the case. We all have our own. Yeah, and we all define it differently. Even if you and I are similar and like, maybe we want to be our best. Well, that's different to Tatsu than it is for Jeff. Yeah. And totally okay. But to your point, like, if that were the case and then you were to map onto mine, you wouldn't be happy. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't work for you. Right. A lot of people do do that. They fall into like a motivational trap and then they wonder why like it's not creating the fulfillment they want. Yeah. 
you know, I, I hear a lot of um, like motivational, quote unquote, motivational speakers or, or thought leaders um, that do a lot of like yelling. Like almost like I don't think they're coming from a place of like you suck and you need to get off your your butt, you lazy such and such and you're wasting your life and this and that. But it's in a very loud uh I guess masculine energy way of just like pounding it in like yeah you know and I could feel like pain underneath that so that's their whatever it is that's their intrinsic motivation and if it's coming from a painful place and that's what's gotten them to be quote-unquote successful in their in, in in their definition of success cool but other people may not resonate with that and that's okay right because everyone has a different way of letting stuff in um but I think there's there's a there's a divide of like thought leaders out there who exude this type of energy, and then uh, the others where it's more calm and, and loving, right? Um, but for everyone to just to learn to to really understand what resonates with them, and to follow that, and to learn and go deeper within that. Parents, are you looking for books to support your children in self-awareness and consciousness? Well, look no further than Listen by Tatsu Fushimi and illustrated by Brittany Vu. And A Little Reminder, written by Tatsu Fushimi and illustrated by Julie Wells. These are great books that can support your children's journey. Available on Amazon and barnesandnobles.com. Well, that's a good point. I mean, I think when you look at, you know, motivation, right? And it's probably like an overused, oversimplified topic. Mm-hmm. But when you're talking about the layers, right? Like if motivation is, I don't know, that song or that car or that house or those mm-hmm. clothes, like, sure, like, that's fine. Like, if that's what people want, but they don't actually want that thing. They want the feeling that that thing gives them. So what is that feeling and why do you want that? Mm. Are we doing that to fix some like unvoiced need, trauma, experience? Or do we want more of that, right? Like, you know, I've always wanted a house. I grew up in like a townhouse. I grew up in like a nice area. Just grew up in a townhouse with like shared walls. I have no idea why now owning homes, like I know why my dad didn't own a home. Because he could just turn that key and walk away, right? Mm-hmm. But I always wanted a home. And it, for whatever reason, I wanted a home and I wanted like family experiences and I wanted like space. I never felt like I had space. Um, and I wanted my kids to have space. And I wanted my kids to have a bunch of kids over. I had a bunch of kids over. I don't know how my parents did it. You know, we had a bunch of loud, big, dirty guys over all the time but i wanted the same thing so i wanted community and connection and a sense of home within the home mm-hmm. um so beyond like the size of the home or the scope of the home that i wanted that's what i really want mm-hmm. and it wasn't even a lack of what i had it was more of an extension of what i had and mm-hmm. i thought in my mind a bigger home can create more connection spaces Right. Not necessarily true, but that that was kind of the thing I wanted. So it wasn't necessarily the home. It was 
a place where people can be safe and connect. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. My family and people to come into that space. Mm. Um, so it became less materialistic and more, you know, something that I valued behind that. Like, and, and then it became something that was awesome. Right. It wasn't like, you know, Oh, it's just a home. It was like, or you just want this thing. It's like, no, I want what that thing will bring me and other people. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think again, looking at this topic, and we could go on for days and days and days on this topic very easily. Mm-hmm. Um, for our listeners who maybe have done some of this work around what motivates them, maybe not, maybe have that list 10 years ago, like you do. Um, what do you think? they could take on that would serve them in this area of motivation. I'm going to, I'm going to steal your last thought and say, what, you know, have a list. What, what motivates you? And it don't worry about inside, outside of yourself. Right. If it's, you know, sports or, you know, just get very specific on what, what is it that motivates you and make a list of maybe 10 things. And then the next step is what's what's one layer underneath it. And you can keep on going for the rest of your life, probably, because there's so many layers that it's like infinite, probably. Um, but just go one layer underneath it. If it's that brand new house or that car or that job or the title, you know, or the accolades or whatever, winning that race, whatever it is, look one layer underneath it. If it's not actually the race, if it's not actually the car, if it's not actually the house, if it's not actually that relationship that you you're looking for, what what's under that? How about you? Nice. Yeah, well, I like that for sure. Um, and I would say in addition to that, just start noticing what motivates like your close circle, your family, yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Just notice like, oh, I was a little bit more motivated today around this thing or a little bit more motivated for this promotion at work or to move my business forward now. Well, what, what has changed, right? Just really get curious around the things that are motivating you. Maybe that aren't motivating you anymore mm-hmm. because I think as we get older in different seasons uh, and are in different experiences or different parts of the world, like the changes, mm-hmm. um, like if we grew up in the U S versus Germany, things might be different, right? We might value different things. Mm-hmm. So just getting curious about that, uh, along with what you had said about writing down in your list, mm-hmm. because I think spending some time here, it can actually crystallize a lot of things and and maybe have you work a little smarter versus harder. Right, right. I love that, man. And to, and to just tag a little bit at the end of that, which you just said, all for the noticing, the making lists, um, delving into what's underneath. And like you mentioned earlier, it's typically a feeling that's, that we are, we're actually looking for, right? When we've identified the feeling, then we can actually go out and practice being in that feeling, becoming that feeling, right? If it's like respect, it's not the actual job or the money. Maybe it's respect that you want. Okay, well, we could practice respect every day, every moment of every day, right? And that's how we get to that, people, for y'all that are still tuned in. <laughs> we well, can practice those things. 
Yeah. Awesome, man. Awesome. Well, how can uh, the peeps reach out to us, message us? How can they connect with us? Our links are in the show notes. Uh, hit us up on social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, jeffmillercoaching.com. You can find us on all of our streaming platforms as well for our podcasts. Please continue to share, like, comment, send in topic requests. Uh, we love engaging with y'all and we appreciate all of your support. So thanks again, my brother. And we'll catch you on the next one, man. Sounds good. Thank you for checking out this episode of Button Downs and Basketball Shorts. And if you got some value today, please subscribe and share. And we'll see you on the next one.